and welcome to the Bailey and Harding Ultrasound System. No, not like the soap, it's just our names. Yeah, I'm Ali Bailey. And I'm Anna Harding. Get it? Bailey and Harding. Good. And the ultra bit is because, I don't know if you know this, but we both actually like running, specifically ultra running, which is longer than a marathon, but not as long as not stopping running. And the sound systems, because we both like music. Ali's technically, well, no, actually more qualified in that than me. She's actually more qualified in running than me. Actually, she just needed an extra person to help on this podcast. So I'm sure I'll be useful at some point. Well, this is episode one, so please go easy on us because we don't actually know what we're doing. But we will be here every week until we can talk no more. Talking about some running stuff and taking all the serious bits out. Yeah, this is hopefully the most entertaining hour that you'll have on your run based in the idea that... You should be entertained on your run and not have to listen to people lecturing you about the O2 Max. It's a bold claim, but we're going to roll with it. Or, or you can get your money back from this absolutely free podcast. So most running podcasts tell you stuff, which annoys me when I'm running and I'm doing my best as it is. But we want you to tell us the stuff that you want us to hear and talk about. Yeah, we will tell you some stuff, obviously. But hop on to Instagram, give us a follow. Drop us a DM. We're at Ultrasound System Pod. Or you can send us an email at ultrasoundsystempod at gmail.com. Right, that's that bit out of the way. Awkward. Shall we crack on? So awkward. Yes, let's crack on. <laughs> Win, grim, get in the bin. I love it. Oh, My- good. I thought you were going to think it was shit. So, do you want to have a think about what your win and grim and get in the bin is you're going to go first with your win right win grim get in the bin this week i have come back to life i think the sun has brought me back to life and every run i've done has been incredible it's been incredible i've literally been like oh look i'm dropping nine minute miles and i'm not even breathing heavily so uh, i've been having a great time i really think it makes a massive difference to it for it to be warm but not boiling and to yeah. have a nice a nice breeze flowing freely through my scorp so i've been out for a couple of bangers even though i felt rubbish at the beginning of the week I felt beautiful now Grim I took my dog uh on a run which I will not go into because she should not have actually been in places on that run because there was no dogs allowed but she was because she's a renegade and she managed uh to completely stay clear of doing anything doggy until the bit where we decided to walk to the cafe so on the walk to the cafe she vanished rolled in a dead rabbit that had been dead for some time but enough that it was still moist and oh. I was like, she is living the best life. Gonna let her get on with it. She came past me and she absolutely stank. And we had to sit outside a cafe with her reeking of rotting carcass. Then like, she got in the car. It was her reeking of ra- rabbit, like rancidity and one of her poos in a bag because there was not, no dog poo bin. And I accidentally like stopped up the co-op for 15 minutes with the windows only a bit open. When I got back in the car, it was a mixture of dog oh. shit and dead rabbit. So that was a bit grim. And I don't know if my car's going to recover. And my get in the bin is people that say they're going to come and do a long run with you at the weekend and then pull out at the last minute. That happens on Saturday. And it pissed me right off. All right, go into a bit more detail on that. So I was supposed to go up the Yorkshire Three Peaks and I had, and the person I was supposed to go with, and I based my whole week around this, my whole training week. So it's like a good bit of vert, 6,000 foot of vert. And he... um messaged me about an hour before he was supposed to turn up saying I'm going to be half an hour late I'm hungover I was up till whatever time in the morning and I'm like mate if it's death or proper illness I'm all right with it but if it's that then how about you message me at like I don't know 
three o'clock in the morning and say, I'm not going to make tomorrow. Would have gone on my own. So I was like, all right, half an hour late. The time rolled on. And then he was like, actually, can we leave at like 12? I'm like, no, because there's going to be like all the Macmillan lot, as I call them, up on there, like in a queue, walking around. Uh, high fives to the Macmillan lot, but I, yeah. I love them. But when you're running and you've got a thousand of them, yeah. it's hard to get through them. And you feel like a tip because you actually want to use the term runner coming through. And it's yeah. annoying. Plus the dog's <laughs> going to get hot. Anyway, long story short, he was like, actually, we're so hungover that it's going to be a disaster. Can we just do something else? And I was fucking livid. Because I just had... When I don't like expecting to do something and then it not happening at the last minute, I can cope if it's a few hours and I can cope if it's an emergency, but I can't otherwise. But it was all right in the end because I managed to recalibrate my brain hole into not disaster zone and we actually had a nice weekend. But it really pissed me off. I don't know if it pisses anyone else off, yeah. but maybe that's something we should talk about at some point because it's, it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable in my book. So, yeah. <laughs> every walk of life that I know of where you have an appointment to be somewhere or see someone or do something that like you have to pay money for for example so I'm thinking like the dentist the PT the physio there you go there's my priorities in life um (laughs) brilliant they have um they've got 24-hour cancellation policies right so that they're not going to waste their time and they can do something else with their time yes do you know what I'm going to start doing 24 hour cancellation policy on friends taking deposits so if someone says i want to go for a run with you i'm going to take a 50 pound deposit be like yeah i'll take that deposit and you're not having it back if you cancel within 24 hours you can have it back and if not you can't have it back i think that i will make an absolute fucking fortune maybe i'm maybe people just don't like me no that's not the way it is but that's a good idea because it's true yeah you pay for something man you rock up to it don't you but if you don't then i think it's just about perceived value but my perceived value is different from other people so i'm sure i'll get over it in the next six or seven months but there you go <laughs> what about you what were you what how was your week uh my week has been a game of two halves my win uh i went out and did uh a progressive 5k which is not my normal training and what is a progressive 5k can you expand on that because i don't know what that is i'm a coach hi no I'm going to end. Oh, no. We said we're not talking about VO2 max and wanky running terms. Explain it for in a layman's terms. OK, so five kilometres progressive negative splits is five kilometres with every kilometre faster than the previous. That sounds horrendous. Yeah, I nearly died. Um, and I feel like it has actually contributed to my grim, which um, I don't think I'm going to sound as husky and bunged up as this on future podcast episodes. But I am full of cold. It's May. Well, it'll be June when this goes out, maybe. But it's like hot outside and sunny. And the last thing that you want is genuinely my nose today has been running more than I have. Hot snot. Good. Hot snot oh hot snot it's like lava coming out of you you're not the only person to say that because two of my clients have actually got a cold and and they're all like oh i blame the north downs way 50 i blame this i blame i'm like i just think it's a cold that everyone's got yeah i didn't do the north downs 50 although i did come back from italy last week so maybe it was like bubbling under the surface you know when you're like immune systems just absolutely shot yeah but i was like i was so smug as well because my other half was all snotty on Sunday and I was like oh, I've obviously got a better immune system than you and then like, <laughs> Tuesday bam you're just better See? at masking it than he is yeah. he's a man it's worse for them it is scientifically okay. worse um you look you look well though you look well I mean my nose 
is so sore, you know, when you just rubbed it dry. Yeah, I know when you when you just rubbed it dry. You know what you need on that? A little bit of lube. Get yourself some uh, lube. Lube it up. I'm surprised that it's only taken this long for you to bring up lube. I'm sure there'll be far more discussions of it in future. 15 minutes it's taken me to bring up lube. Brilliant. Well done. And then get in the bin. This is such a privileged, wanky get in the bin, right? What can get in the bin is my entire support network abandoning me for an, for a week, the same week. What do you mean? Did they go on holiday without you? My mum's gone on holiday with her husband and her dogs. Selfish. Neil, my partner, has gone to work in work, quotation marks, in like Belgium for a week. Selfish. So I've got to do all the dog walks, water the allotment every day because it's boiling and everything's going to die otherwise. Oh, and my four full-time jobs that I'm doing. Genuinely, I'm waking up at half past three every morning and going to bed at 10. That's probably why I'm ill. That is probably, I've gone, I've gone, that might be something to do with you, you being ill. You see, you're not, you're not, set, I would say you're not setting your boundaries, but the thing is, you like your jobs. So I don't yeah. think you're like, woe is me about it. You're not woe is me about it, are you? Um, no, tired. It's like, it's, it's, uh, what's that word called where you have to, you know, adjustment. It's an adjustment, isn't it? But you do yeah. need to get Kip. Kip's important when you're training for stuff and you are training for stuff. So yeah. you need to make sure that you look after your little, your little body. Yeah, I will. And I did actually manage to schedule in a nap yesterday. So win also. I love scheduling naps. I think it's, I think it's, I put them in my diary, like a meeting with myself. It's brilliant. We should all be doing naps more often. That's how, that's how I feel. Um, yeah. That sounds good, man. That sounds good. Um, What are we going to do? Should we do a little feature? Should we introduce some features? Well, funny you should say that because I feel like maybe we need to delve into the ultrasound system side of things a bit now. Are we talking about music? we're going to do a collaborative playlist we are this is a good idea but i'm nervous (laughs) caveat you lot listening all the six people who listen to this hi mum you need to listen to the end of this podcast first before you then go and listen to the the playlist so listen to this podcast and then straight away go and have a listen to the playlist because you're probably going to be running for longer than an hour and then you can go listen to our ultrasound system playlist. Now, I just want to add in here, right? I've got a playlist called the Bailey Ultrasound System. It's mine. It belongs to me. And I'm very, I wouldn't say snobby about music, but I know what I like. And also I have no shame in what I like. It's very eclectic. Um, it's not that, it's not that playlist. There's a different one called the Ultrasound System Pod playlist so go to that one because that's the collaborative one where you can add things and there is no way on god's earth anyone's adding or taking anything off mine no way so we'll no 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 to that one so what's so if you want to add to the playlist right what sort of stuff are we looking for are we looking for bpm are we looking for inspiration what what, what is there a theme right the theme is get into the headspace of the like 70 miles into a hundred miler or the equivalent where you are in a dip and all you need is something that's going to get you out of that dip. It could be funny. It could be a novelty song. Oh, maybe not. Not, not all novelty songs, but... No, some are good. Some are good. Mm, I'm scared. I'm worried about this playlist. But I agree with you because my play, my my ultrasound system playlist has got everything on it from Bring Me the Horizon to Charles and Eddie, to be quite frank. Oh, that's so weird that you said that. So... This is hilarious. I listen to your ultrasound system playlist. Right. I get bored of my ultra playlist. Mm-hmm. And the first song that came on 
when I was listening to it, when I had my new polls and I was like, well, I need to think of a name for my polls was Charles and Eddie. So my polls are called Charles and Eddie. I need to think of a name for my polls. Of course you. Yeah. Doesn't everyone do that? No, it's amazing. And, uh, but and when it comes on in the, on, the, on the radio, I get excited. I'm like, oh, this is a running song. And people are like, no, it's not. I'm like, no, it is. It really is. And also, it's really handy when you're at an aid station, if you're volunteering, and someone says, how far is it to the next checkpoint? And you say, it's five miles. And they go, really? And you go, look into my heart. They love it. They don't love it. But, but you know, that's the thing. That's one of the things I do a lot. Do you do this where you get songs that you love and then you change the words to the song to be about running? Not as much as you. I think I, I do it mainly for pickles so I can change any song. One of my skills one of my, I was thinking about later on in the pod when everyone's listening and it's not just your mum. And I'm really sorry for calling you selfish, mum. You're not selfish. We should do top trumps. We yes. Should do top people's top trumpses. And one yes. of them would be superpower. And my one of my superpowers is to be able to change any song that's on the radio to be about pickle. It's incredible. Uh, we also need to just dive in and just say pickle is Ali's dog for anyone who doesn't know Ali. Because there might be people listening who actually haven't got a fucking clue who we are. I think everyone listening might not have a fucking clue who we are. Pickle's my dog. She's an ultra dog. She's an incredible pup. And uh, she's also the love interest of Anna's dog. She wow. hates my dog. I don't wow. think she hates him. I think he's quite forceful with his affection for her. He's quite forceful with his affection for every lady. Yeah, he can't take quite no. Likes you. <laughs> he does like me, doesn't he? He really yeah. does. He does his funny sort of humpy dance on my arm or leg or any appendage he can get on him he does like a bit of baby old ralphie but uh he's the most glorious pop on earth the thing about ralph is he's always positive but he is the guy that goes out too fast in a race that's who he yeah, is. yeah always yeah he's, he, uh, he has absolutely no, i was gonna say no stamina i've managed to get him up to 10 miles he can do a 10 mile run which which how old is he two pickles yeah. five so pickles like in the vet category now i think like the, the yeah. vet She's like the Nikki Spinks of ultra running, but a dog version, which is actually a massive compliment to Nikki Spinks. Yeah. Um, they are a happy little couple, except for when Ralphie decides he wants to have sex with Pickle and she's just not into it. And she kind yeah. of to men the same way that I do. She kind of growls at him every time he gets anywhere near her. And then he kind of like winces away, but then kind of comes back for more and she does it again. And it's just like an ongoing thing. He yeah. doesn't, he hasn't understood like, no means no yet. Need to teach you him. should listen to the Ryland podcast, How to Be a Man. You should put him put that on when you go out. Let him listen to it. He might understand more about like being a guy. He's only a baby. He's only young. He's a baby. He's a boy. He's just a little boy. He is a boy. Anyway, that's the ultrasound system. It'd be great if we could compile. We'll start it off. We'll put a couple of bangers on each, yeah. and then um, we will um, leave it to you lot. And uh, we can debate. We can debate it if you want to. The best place for debate is Instagram because we ain't doing Facebook and we ain't doing anything else. Should we do a bag like they used to do on 90s tv bag. oh my god does that mean we can have a p.o box love it if we had a post bag do you know what's in my head now i wonder if i can put that on the sound system what the live and kicking theme tune yes and i think that at the, there's a race called the arc of attrition right that everyone's scared of and uh it's a hundred mile it's in january it's not it's it's bleak and at the start they play i think highway to hell by acdc but if they played the live and kicking theme tune, would, everyone would have a lovely time. It would be a different race, I think. Yeah. Staring at our feet with one tear coming down our face. 
thinking about life choices, we would be like, yeah, come on, let's go. I thought we could kick this off by adding, like talking about a track that we want to add to the playlist based on a banger that we've heard on a run this week. And I've been watching your Instagram stories and I know that you've had like a couple of bangers that you mentioned. I can't remember what they were though. God, there's so many. Pick one. The summer banger that I'm going to put on is Selector by Danny Bird. It is a beast. <laughs> Selector. <laughs> and when you like come down a hill listening to that, there is yeah. a very high probability you will fall over. But if you do fall over, you'll fly. If you do fall over, you'll jump up again because you'll be like, Selector. There is a line in that song that goes, I'm galloping. And I'm like, yeah, it is a tune. That's going to go on. That's my number one. I absolutely love that song. What's yours? So I mine was, well, there was one that I heard on a run, but I've actually decided to bump that and I haven't run to this one yet. So it's a bit of a curveball. It's an entity. I think it'll still be fun to run to. It's called, I think it's new as well. Look at me with all the new music. Dancing Shoes by LF Sound System. I've not heard this song. But your change words in songs to running stuff, I changed it to running shoes instead of dancing shoes. Love it. That's really clever what you've done there. That's super clever. I, I, don't, I don't know how you thought of that. I know. Surely because you work in radio, you should be down with the kids and know all of the new songs. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I do now. Sometimes so. I listen to Radio 1 by accident and I just think, what is this ridiculous noise coming out of sound system speakers? But the other thing about the running playlist is some of my the songs on there, like the one I've chosen is an absolute upbeat banger, but I like a sad song on, on there as well because I think it calms you down a little bit. Give us an example. I know of one. I listen to a lot of Bon Iver. If I'm running uh, a big one, a big boy, um, a big girl race, I um, listen to a lot of Bon Iver. So like first thing in the morning, like three o'clock as the sun's coming up, that can be like calm yourself down, sort yourself out, crack on. And also The National. I listen to a lot of uh, songs by The National. That's who are actually Damien Hall's favourite band, FYI. Great. I'm excited about the sound system. I'm excited to see what people put on it. That's going to be great. And I'm excited to see the debate as well um, on... uh, on the sound system people should if you want to debate on it then you can we'll put some instagram posts up and say how are you feeling about the sound system what do you think we should remove and uh you can tell us <laughs> and maybe at the end of the year we could do like a champions league of bangers and we can do like a this or that and then you've got to pick and then it'll be like you know the uh, wall charts that you get for the world cup we have like knockout stages yeah do you, still, and... you still get those yeah do Ooh. not no do you get them do you actually get them in your house yes oh i don't do that because i I live alone so i don't have anything like that get the tiny fucking violin out oh god i was thinking about using this podcast to try and get myself a boyfriend um no okay on to the next thing let's go on to the next thing (laughs) give me a feature if i could turn back time that's lovely do it again if I could find a way. You've got a lovely voice. I used to have uh, my own karaoke night at MJ's in rugby on a Thursday night. What does MJ's stand for? It was the name of the lady who ran it. No, it was Musical Joy. That's what Musical it Joy. That's great. And did you actually used to do the singing or did you just use the compare? I did both. Wow. I would have to sing to encourage punters to sing. Maybe because I was so bad that then they'd put their name in and then they wouldn't feel so bad or they'd get me to stop. That's in 
incredible. I love hearing things like this about people that you didn't know before. Like I found out that James Elson, RD at Centurion, used to work for Media Week selling advertising space. And I'm pretty sure me and him have sat in meetings together fighting over costs. Hilarious. Thought of him in a suit selling advertising space is like, what? What is this if I could turn back time? This is your embarrassing stories. Wow. How long have we got? This is going to be a long one. So this part of the show, show, look at me. Oh, yeah, it's part of the show. Um, In future, I'd like it to be you, lovely listener you, not you, Ali you, uh, sharing your embarrassing story. And uh, we can take out names. We can change names. You could send us a voice note. Change your uh, voice. Uh, So, yeah, we want your embarrassing stories, preferably about running, not just general life. And send them through to ultrasoundsystempod at gmail.com. But for now, we're probably going to have to share our own little embarrassing stories. Ali, you've got a smirk on your face. Like, you can't pick which one you want to share. It's not a smirk. It's just a realisation come across me that all of mine involve poo. All of them. Of course they do. We are runners. All of them involve poo. And the most recent one that was embarrassing was on the arc of attrition in January. You get to a section between Land's End and uh, St Ives known as the Badlands because it's fucking bleak. It's awful. It's like all along the top of the southwest coast path. And it is there's nowhere to hide, although there's nowhere to hide. There's no bushes or trees or anything. There's just like that heathery stuff and it goes up and down like a roller coaster. Plus... Mm. The 50 mile runners have been released at 830 in the morning and they're coming past like through the 100 mile runners who are like the walking dead and they're whizzing through. Now, I needed a poo and it was quite urgent. It was one of many that I needed. And I had a group was running with a group of people and I was like, I just need to go for a wee. And I was like, what am I going to do? There's like a little there's like a little uh, wall with a hole in it. And I thought I'll just they'll all go through. I'll go on the side of the wall I'm already on and then I'll just keep an eye out behind me to see that no one's coming it's not a wee it's definitely a poo and I'm definitely going to need to sort myself out afterwards and it's not solid because it's at that stage in the race yeah so there I am squatting down and I look and I'm like there's no one behind me but I look and actually what was behind me was a slight hillock so I hadn't seen the people coming up the hillock and I'm literally sitting there squatting making sounds out of my rear end uh and pretending to have a wee um and it was just horrendous and I was like and I, for some reason, felt the need just to shout, I'm just having a win, which is basically saying, I'm having a poo. Drawing attention to the fact that you were there because some of those people might not even have seen you anyway. No, I might as well have just put a big, I feel like getting a paddle with the poo emoji on it and just holding it above my head whenever that happens because people don't yeah. want to, they don't want to look at the car crash. No. But it wasn't great. And I'm pretty sure there are some people that have seen me, that saw me doing that. And it's happened to me before on the Yorkshire, the Yorkshire Three Peaks, actually, where I've got home and in my and I've been having a wee, a wee on the side of the trail. And in my DMs, there's a girl that ran past me. She's like, I saw you having a piss on the side of the Yorkshire Three Peaks. And I'm like, right. didn't say hi at the time. Anyway, that's my embarrassing, my most recent embarrassing story. Good. Um, mine also involves poo. I feel like we just should probably rename this story to something about poo. But last week, I went running with Ralph, my little doggy, and we did a lovely 10k around Pittsford Water, which is a nice reservoir in, I want to say Leicestershire, might be Northamptonshire, it's near me anyway, in the Midlands. And there are no facilities there, there's not like a nice little cafe or anything like that, that I know of, certainly not on just the route around. 
And it was very early in the morning and we were about five minutes into this run. And I'd had my pre-run coffee, which obviously loosens everything up. Mm-hmm. Ralphie had you gone for pre-run poo. Well, so the problem was, was I drove Neil to work and then drove straight to the reservoir from there. And it's like, that's like an hour's trip. So if you haven't done a poo before you've left the house, like it's going to... You're literally backing up. That's what you're doing. Bubbling away. Yeah. So we were like five minutes into the run. Ralphie had already done his poo, so I'd bagged that up and was swinging a bag of poo around. Oh, my God, I hate it when they do that. And you're like, I need one as well, but there's no way I can just copy you. Exactly. So then we got to, like, this little bush. And the only people... I'd seen, like, one fisherman, and that's it. No one else was around. And I was like, I'll just go in this bush and poo. But dogs aren't allowed off lead around there. And I am a stick <laughs> a stickler for rules what I should have done in hindsight is just let him off and then called him back but he was attached to my waist <laughs> so I pulled the harness down around my ankles and I did a full harness like a parachute harness where it's like yeah. oh wow. yeah yeah like the ones that you wear when you go cl- uh, climbing like with the carabiner things on uh so that was around my ankles and I was like please god don't see like a bird or something and run away because otherwise I'm just going to land on my ass here so pulled my shorts down went for a poo and ralph the absolute animal that he is then proceeded to turn around from his position and attempt to eat my poo and i was just love you mommy i love everything about you so at that point i go ralph no tug him away at the same time another runner starts running past me Alerting the other runner to the fact that I am in the bush. Were your pants around your ankles? My pants around my ankles. I don't think he'd have seen that my pants were around the ankles because there was some coverage. It wasn't just like bare bush. But <laughs> ironic. Did he see uh, your bare bush? Was he he did not see my bare bush. Right. Don't think. Uh, if you were that runner running around pits with water, I'm really sorry. Uh, and no, I wasn't going for a wee. Wow. What Did you manage to sort it out? Did you manage to sort this commembrance, as people would call it out? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So then obviously poo bags are brilliant for runners uh, who need to poo on trails. because Dog can... poo bags are brilliant because A, you can pick up your own poo, which is great. Yeah. I mean, it's not great, but it's better than leaving it there. Two, you know, gels, gel wrappers. If you yeah. put a dog poo bag in the side of your pack, you can and uh, you can then put your gel wrappers straight into the dog poo bag, which ah. means your pack doesn't get all sticky. And then when yeah. you get to the main station, take it out. Because of what they're made of, you can whip the gels out really easily. They don't stick to the bag. I put the bag back in and use it again. They're just brilliant. Um, but that story is like my worst nightmare. So I've got a dog harness. I've got a dog lead that doesn't have the, har- the parachute harness. And that's the one I wear day to day. It's just around the waist. Because I'm so scared of getting caught short, squatting down, pickle seeing a hair, and dragging me like either backwards into my own poo or forwards with my pants around my ankles, like across the field. So I'm just laying there with my pants around my ankles, sort of garroted by a, uh, and I just don't want anyone to see that, to be quite frank. So um, I think most of these stories are going to be about that, those sort of incidents. I can't wait. Um, And I also just want to cast your mind back just a few moments ago where you uh, mentioned you'd like to use this podcast as a vehicle to find a man. Yeah, but the thing is, I'm also writing a book which basically proves what an absolutely terrible person I am. So it's never going to happen. I've been watching a lot of TV documentaries about old people living on their own and I'm taking tips because I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen. 
I had an incident with Pickle once where she rolled in my poo a day after I'd done it. Oh, tell us about that one. It was night a night run, right? It was a night run, and uh, I was I was training for the arc, so I was doing laps around the reserve. And uh, it was like four o'clock in the morning, and I was like, right, I'm going to go right to the edge of the ponds, and I'm going to do what I need to do, and then I'm going to just like stick it into the pond because I was like, I'm vegetarian. There's no meat in it. It'll go into the river and everything will be fine. And it's right off the beaten track. If it was 48 hours later, so I did this 50 mile, I went home, went to bed, everything was fine. Then we, me and people were running on the same route. She vanished into the bushes and she came out and she had rolled in human shit. And I'm 99.9% sure it was mine because she went to the exact spot at the edge of the water where I'd done mine. And there must have been like a nugget left, but I had to wash my own poo out my dog's rough. That was not a spectacular day for me, I have to say. That's where you should pick up your poo, people, and don't stick and flick. There you go. Less than a meme that says that. <laughs> Let's make it and put it on the Instagram. <laughs> Inspiring meme. Don't stick and flick your dog or rolling your shit. But if you have a few people that are listening to this, you three people have um, something embarrassing that's happened to run. It doesn't have to be to do with poo. It can be to do with um, anything. Then um, send us an email because we'd love to read that out. We really would. We can anonymize you if you want us to. Yes, please. Send it along to ultrasoundsystempod at gmail.com. Another feature? Another feature! You ready? Yeah, go on. Don't stop me now. I'm having such a good time. I'm having the bar. That's going on the list, the playlist. Uh, yeah, maybe. I've never... What do you mean, maybe? I've never got bored of that song. Oh, lucky you. Clearly you never went out to walk about in the late late 200s. 2000s. I was always so drunk. I don't remember any of the walkabout seshes, so yeah. I, bl- I blanked them out. And I was married. To, I was married to an Australian for seven years, so I went to a lot of walk. Mate, I went to a lot of walkabouts. What's this "Don't Stop Me Now" thing then? What's all that about? Right then, it's a bit like no, it's not a bit like the last one. It's not. It's still stories, but we're going to tell them in ten words. Oh God, <laughs> the problem with this is it relates to poo again. <laughs> Mine doesn't. Good, you go first then. Let's have a break from feces for a minute. No feces in this one. Uh, So the idea with this is that we're going to give the story a title to give it some context, and then we're going to tell you the story in 10 words. Exactly 10 words. Yeah, exactly 10 words. It can't be any more than 10 words, and it has to be a talking point. It can't just be boring. We want it to to be be asking questions about this. That's what we Okay, the title is Running Home for Christmas. Probably ought to explain that. I ran from my office to my house. It was 115 miles and Ali was there. It was 115 miles because it was supposed to be 100 miles, but it was actually 115 miles and 15 miles does make all the difference, as we all know. Yeah, so much difference, like the most difference. It's the difference between running 100 miles and 200 miles. Anyway, Running Home for Christmas is the title the 10 words are and i have to put my fingers in front of my face to count these night sweats so bad i thought i was gonna die yeah you think you're gonna die a lot do i i've already said that did you think you're gonna die a couple of times today like i need to tell you something i don't know if you all register but you are going to die we're all dying no, I know, but I wasn't think. I didn't think that in a bad way. Like, imagine if I did die of the night sweats after running home. <laughs> I still fucking ran home for Christmas. Be on my headstone. It would ran home for Christmas. Died of night sweats. What? Why did? 
I think I've only had night sweats once. Like, how long did I last for after that? You are a lucky lady. Well, it wasn't like the prolonged t amount of time that they lasted for. It was more the fact that no one warned me after running a really long way. And I'd run a really long way before, but not that far. That actually, like, your entire body just drips water out of it and soaks your bed sheets. So you wake up in the middle of the night and you're actually like damp. I thought I'd pissed the bed at first. Thought I'd lost all bladder control and that I, you know, had absolutely done some damage to my kidneys, which could have been a probability because the medic was very concerned regarding my amount of pissing and drunk water drank. But... Oh, God, I forgot about that. He was, wasn't he? And um, I actually don't think it's to do with how far you ran. I think it's to do with how long you were you were out. I think it's to do with how long you were awake and how your body was just desperate to stop and like yeah. desperate. And and it's like a purge of when you stop. It's like a purge of all of the stuff that it yeah. just get out because you've got like all sorts of shit going on there because you've got like your sweats urea, isn't it? It's like it's got urea in it and it's all your bad stuff. It's trying to get out urea 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 like you 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 are oh, urea. Um, Uriah Geller, the one that bends the spoons. Yeah, Uriah Geller. So I reckon that it's about the fact that you were awake for so long and that your body was just like in this recovery, like get everything shit out of me because I can't deal with infection or anything like that. I just need to heal myself because I've only ever had it once. So what you're saying, Ali, is that I needed to get my ass into gear and do it fucking quicker. Yeah. Then yeah. I would have been all right. Passive aggressive way. I'm saying if you were quicker, then you wouldn't have got night sweats. This is a V, a.k.a. it's your own fault. Sort your shit Excellent. out. When That's did you get night sweats? Um, I got night sweats after the Devon Coast to Coast, which took me a really long time. It took me 36 hours. And uh, also I was being real Billy Big Bollocks about that race. I was like, no, I'm a sub 24 hour, 100 mile runner. This I've got this in the bag. And then it went tits. And I was like out for hours, way longer than I thought. And I was like shot, just shell shocked when I got in. And I just remember going into the pub and eating a steak and chips and a whole bottle of red wine. This was back in the days when I was... Uh, a, an actual alcoholic not a recovering one and uh, then I went to bed I nearly passed out in the bath I nearly did a Whitney <gasps> and then um, and then um, my boyfriend at the time had to wake me up uh, I have had a boyfriend he's not dead um, and uh, then I had these night sweats but I was in a hotel so it was like it was gross because you just don't know what to say do you because you're like it's soaked well yeah and also so like I was in my jammers because it was like winter um, and I woke up at like two and had soaked through all of them. So then I got changed and changed the sheet and then woke up again at like six and I'd done it again. So I was like, <laughs> I've done it again. I've done it again. I've went to bed again. Oh no, I've done it again. Oh no, it's happened again. I'm gonna buy you rubber sheets for your birthday so that oh. you can take them around with you. So we get your nights. Yeah, a friend of mine who's a mum has, has told me about rubber sheets. Oh, God, bed. imagine. When if you stay in a youth hostel, you get rubber sheets. And I'm pretty sure it's because... It's probably because of the hikers and the... Nah, it's because of the kids pissing the bed. Right. Anyway, that's that's yeah. a real off-putting thing. But what was good about running 100 miles? 100, sorry. What was good about running 115 miles? Is The night sweats is a bad bit, but there must have been a good bit. Well, it wasn't the last 15 miles, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Ultra running is fun and anyone can try it. What was the best bit? The best bit was, like, this sounds stupid, and I don't mean it because it was over, but the fin like finishing it mm. because 
you it, like nothing beats that sense of satisfaction of finishing something that you've started no it doesn't it really doesn't the next time you do it and then you're chasing the high but yeah. i i honestly think the end of your first 100 115 whatever it is Milo, you will never ever beat that feeling in running again it's just so good isn't it i mean i was knackered and i had i had no like enthusiasm for it i mean i did but it was very understated because I was like, oh, well, I don't have to move anymore for now. It's like the greatest anticlimax of all time. And you don't actually really feel it, I don't think, until like at least a few hours later when you're yeah. like, I just did that. And, that, and, and you faced, you fa- I was there, you faced down some pretty horrendous like, like brain demons on that. And yeah. So coming through that is exhausting. And and also once you've done it, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I got through that and I didn't stop. Do you know what got me through my brain demons in the final three miles? Charles and Eddie, would I like you? Nope. What? Spice Girls. Oh, the Spice album? World, the whole album. The whole album. Well, yeah, three miles took me a long time, mate. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not saying anything. I'm just like, because I like a full album. My most recent one that gets me through stuff and gets me going really fast is Take That and Party by Take That, the full album. Oh, yes. Absolute tunes. Yeah. Tune, 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 tune. All killer, no filler. Absolute belters. Um, that was great, though. I liked running home for Christmas. Do you think you're ever going to run another 100 miler? Uh, yes. Not this year. No, yes, yes, no, yes. No, no. only cause I'm doing so I'm doing 100k at the end of September, beginning of October, mm-hmm. which is um very, very hilly. Is that the lake, the, the one in the lakes? Yeah, it's the Seven Valleys Ultra. And so my focus now till then is hills and uh yeah not distance really well obviously 100k is still really far but i would maybe add some distance in there i'm just saying um, a little bit a little, little, bit. Bit, little, little bit distance um but yeah that's gonna be incredible because i just did a race in the like the, the lap which is 47 miles and uh not as many hills just a little one well, no, you just ran around the lake that's flat, what i thought but it wasn't just running around like there was eight thousand foot of vert in it. it wasn't just running around the lake um and uh, as well i don't know if i can cope with feet i do meters Oh, so that's like, you just divide it by three. That's pretty much the rule of thumb. So what is that? Eight divided by three, one, two, two and a half. 2,438.4 metres. There you go. Nice. You're like a maths brain. Or did you just use a, a computer for that? No, maths brain. Maths brain. Um, I can't wait for you to, I can't wait for you to do an organised hundred where you're not like having to deal with it all yourself because you were like you had obviously you had the running channel crew and you had everyone helping you but when you do it where it's like there's other people in your pain cave with you running along I think it's a lot easier I think it's a lot easier to share the pain it's hard on your own so uh speaking of being in the pain cave with other people to share it actually this probably should have gone in like some news stuff this is no longer 10 10 word stories but when you ran round a lake the other weekend I also ran along a lake mm-hmm. um, with and I've just googled it 6,000 feet of elevation within 30 kilometres banging metal though that wooden. I'm, showing, I'm showing it to you now yes it's wooden, it's wooden. and 3D oh, it was wooden too look why not 
Because Trailrun is a great. That is that's a banging medal. And um, was that like that was like Como, wasn't it? It was in Italy. So that I boldly that's a lovely lap medal. That is nice. nice. Little, little round one. Beautiful. It's like a little tree trunk, tiny tree trunk. Um. Yeah, so I I have boldly claimed on my own Instagram that that 30-kilometre race that I did the other week was actually the toughest race I've ever done. Really? Yeah, because the gradient of, like, the elevation was absolutely bonkers. There were two climbs. Oh, Wow. Yeah, the second one steeper than the first. What the one so, a mile? Five k, five k climb. Yeah, right. And then five k back down the other side. Was it like um, mountainy running? Was it like really technical running? Yeah, so technical that they had to change the route on the day because the original route was too dangerous because they'd had so much rain the ground underfoot was so muddy. It was like that thick clay that sticks around the lugs of your trail shoes. So you've got no grip. I had my poles, I had Charles and Eddie with me and I was literally using them as pickaxes to get up this bastard hill. Just thinking about that film, Touching the Void, but with you, with clay and with Charles <laughs> and Eddie playing as you used your Charles and Eddie poles. At one point I fell over put my hand down in the mud, got like a thick caking of mud all over me, wiped it on my bare legs. I was wearing shorts. So I was like, get that off my hand because I need it for my poles. But uh, Charles, I dropped Charles. <laughs> I just looked up and I went, for fuck's sake, this is ridiculous. And it was at that moment where my brain then was like, how are you going to get out of this? And I was like, this is a stupid question to ask yourself right now because the only way that you're going to get out of it is to get to the top and go back down the other side and get to the finish. Like, no one's coming to save you. You're not dying. You're not broken. So I why love that. That I've, I've had that before. I've been like, what can I do to myself to get a medic to come and get me? Like, I've literally thought that on, on like, when I was in Panama. I was like, what can I do to make it so severe that I have to be airlifted out because I can't just go, I'm tired and I'm hungry and I'm crying. Please come and get me. It's yeah. horrible. It's funny how those flashes come through your brain, isn't it? But it's like, well, the easiest way for you to get out of this is just to finish it. That's the quickest way out. Put one foot in front of the other. It's so funny. At the strength and conditioning for runners class that I teach, um, I was talking to two of my runners about this the other week. And um, I was saying, I was really afraid to admit it. But when I did Race to the King, which was my first ever ultra, there was a road crossing. I think Race to the King was like 80k. They're just all moulded into one. And I, I like to call those races the Race to the Carphone Warehouse. Still. All Race of to the Carphone, Dixon's Carphone Warehouse. Yes. Um, it's along the South Downs Way, basically. It goes from Arundel to Winchester. It did at the time. It doesn't anymore. And it was probably about 20k from the end, like 13 miles, whatever. Mm-hmm. there was a road crossing and as I was getting to it I was like if I got hit by a car right now not like badly but just enough to be like you can't carry on that would be a genuine reason why I don't have to carry on would hello darkness my old friend like literally this is the stuff that people don't talk about on Instagram this is the stuff you never see any running 
like in inverse commas influencer talk about like the thoughts that go through your head which are completely normal by the way everybody like it's okay to not be okay and it's okay to think this stuff some of them are borderline hilarious when you look back on them like that why would yeah. you do that to yourself you're not no. going to but it's like your brain's like right press the emergency button let's work out something very bad that could happen to get you out of this situation but actually it's a lot less pain for everyone if you just finish the fucking thing yeah uh, you did finish the fucking thing and everything was okay right it was absolutely fine I did it really I did it in a good time as well but the guys from my strength and conditioning class also told me that during races they have had the same thoughts of like well they I mean they do triathlons as well so they're like mm, maybe if I just get knocked off my bike that would be good <laughs> if I just get someone to clip my wheel by accident that would be good like maybe if I just punch someone in the face repeatedly if someone punches me in the swim they'll, they'll drown me and then I won't have to finish and I'll die a hero yeah. like yeah I mean yeah I, I, I've I've had it where well, I've been running and it's been hot and I've been like if I stop drinking water I, I will get so dehydrated they'll have to pull me from the race like a self-sabotage it like that like you know there is and there's bits of you that like sometimes I feel like your body starts to stop you like it stops you eating when people say I can't eat anymore you can eat you're choosing not to your body your brain's telling you not to when people are like when you start throwing up and then you can't stop throwing up you're not ill you're just your brain's like anything I'll throw anything at you to make you stop and that's yeah. that's the joy of it to like be able to come come around that's a good thing for people to email us the stories that they've told themselves that will get them out of a race or get they even get even not get them to the start because yes. up for this. It's raining, it's freezing. I kept thinking, I did the Welsh 3000s in May and it, the weather was apocalyptic. And I had to get up at two o'clock in the morning. And we knew the weather was apocalyptic. And I was like, wishing a named storm to come in, but it didn't. So I had to do it. And it was horrible. It was, it was good training. But um, yeah, like what's the re listener, reader? What's the what's the worst worst thing that you have thought? to do to get out of a race be it in the middle of it or at the beginning of it or before it yeah or the worst lie you've told to somebody to get out of it perfect love it love it it brings us round into like a nice circle as well about your friend I'm going to put that in inverted commas who bailed on you for your run like what's the what's the worst excuse at least he was honest. I mean, he was honest about what he was like. I'm not, he, he was honest. So I've got to give him that. But, um, but yeah, it's like, come on, mate. It's, it's about what, it's about what you think is acceptable, isn't it? And I'm pretty yeah. sure a lot of people would say to me, are you really overreacting to that? But one of my big triggers for like mental health downfalls is abandonment and people not turning up when they say they're going to. And I've yeah. explained that to most people in my life, uh, a thousand and one times. And uh, I've got friends who now, if they're going to be five minutes late, are like, I'm so sorry, I'm going to be fine. And it's like, it's fine because you're going to, that's fine. That's a, that's a different thing. It's if you go, actually, I can't be asked, or actually, I'm not going to come or actually, I don't need you or actually that's, that's just a, a big no, no for me. Absolute no, no. Um, but uh, I'm sure I'll forgive him at some point, but maybe probably I'll have to. We'll put it to a poll, put it to a poll on Instagram. I don't think we should do that. Yeah. he's probably gonna listen to this and he's gonna be like you cow and i'll be like what come at me yeah i won't do it again no i won't do it again do you, do you have a 10 word story you'd like to share yes go on then it's the title the wild horse 200 oh. i pooed in the bag and handed it to lorna Oh, my God. I mean, that doesn't even need that much explanation. But go on, tell us all about your batshit 200 miler. I had an incident um, 
where I ended up running a 200 miler, the incident being I signed up to run a 200 miler. That was the that happened. There's about to be another incident, I think, where I sign up for UTS 100 today. That might be another problem that happens. Anyway, so yeah. I was like, I'm going to do this race, 200 miles. I had a plan for sleeping, but then um, I realised uh, quite early on that I was in the lead. And then I got, a, this is a very abridged story, and then I became an over-competitive tit. And then I was like, I'm not going to get a sleep. I've had, and I had basically an hour and a half sleep in like 70 hours or 65 hours. And uh, I was fucking just going mad. I felt like I was on drugs. I felt like the night, the second night or night three, anyone's ever done night three on a race. It's like, uh, like uh, we, me and my friend Kirsty just call it night three behavior because you just are hallucinating. It's just, you hear things, you see things, it's mental. I got to the point where I was like, I can't do this anymore. And um, I said to my pacer, I, I, I can't. And I just, burst into tears. I was seeing these robots stabbing babies. The bins were getting up and running down the river. Everything I looked at jumped up and moved. And there were no bins. There were no stabbing robots. But I was so, like, I was so convinced that I was literally jumping two foot in the air and just going, like, every two minutes. So they were like, time to call the cavalry in. Called Lorna in. Lorna is my head of crew. She drove to where we were, stopped the car, put me in the car, uh, and I was just going, don't move the car, don't move the car, because I had a tracker on. And like, I didn't want the car to move in case I thought I was cheating. So in all of this, I could still shout, don't move the car. Went to sleep for three hours, literally passed out the minute I sat down. Yeah. Woke up at seven o'clock, set my alarm, so I was like three hours maximum is the maximum that you're allowed to stay still for. I was like, call the race director, tell him I'm moving again. Ah, I was like a monster, I was like downing coffee. And then I was like, oh my God, I need a poo. We were on a dual carriageway type situation, a road situation that had a big flyover over a major river. I was like, no, I need a poo now. There is nowhere to go. It's seven o'clock in the morning. Lorna's like, don't worry, because she's my head of crew and she's got this. She was like, come down the steps. We went down the steps to the river and there was like a little thing under the steps, like a little, like almost cupboard under the stairs, but without a door. And I was like, I had a dry robe on and she was like, take this carrier bag and poo in the bag and just give it to me. So she stood there keeping watch, like down the road, down the river, while I put this bag under the dry robe and did the world's worst, destroyed the bag, destroyed everything. Because oh I had to do for like 20 hours because my 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 guts have been so bad that I took a modium, which you shouldn't do, but I was like, I can't do this anymore. So it was just 20 hours worth of awfulness. And I thought, it's okay, no one's seen me. And then as I stood up, I turned around and because it was a flyover, there were lorries. And there were big double-decker buses. There were people oh. going to school. There were people walking their dogs who'd seen me squatting down with this bloody bag, just shitting into it. And then I just, I just didn't care. I was too tired to care, so I just stood up, sorted myself out, rolled the top of it, handed it to Lorna, and she just had it at arm's length, walking towards the bin. And oh. then I just cracked on with my race. Don't you find that when you're in that state of delirium and you've been out for so long on your feet, I've not been out as long as you, that you forget that real life exists outside of what you're doing? Yeah. So you don't, you don't, well, you don't think about, you're not like, oh yeah, of course there are people who are going to school or work at this point of the morning because that's the normal thing to be doing. 
of course truck drivers are driving over that road and they can see every single thing I'm doing and there's no way I'm hidden from anyone. In fact, they've got a bird's eye view. But all I could hope was they had their eye on the road and not the 41-year-old woman shitting into a Sainsbury's carrier bag on the riverside. Um, the Sainsbury's one, so it was like a bright orange beacon for everyone. Bright orange, it was. And then I started to worry it had holes in it because, you know, sometimes they do that for babies, but it was actually okay. So luckily I chose the, the most dangerous carrier bag of all of them. And... Um, yeah, but it had to be a carrier bag. It couldn't be a dog poo bag. That's how severe the situation was. Wow. It's a bag for life. So I wonder if Lorna took it into the Sainsbury's. Oh. We're going to swap this. They'd say yes. I just hope that no one went digging through those bins for like food or anything. No. No. It was just rubbish. I, I feel sorry for the bin men. As soon as you said she went in search of a bin, I was like, I hope that bad boy was sealed. Mm, I rolled the top of it. I don't know what she did with it. But it should have been put into an incinerator because it was so horrendous. Um, and, you know, it's at times like those that I'm like, at least I'm a vegetarian. At least that there is no, like, opportunity for rancid meat. Anyway, this podcast has centred quite a lot around poo. It won't I, be like this all the time. I know. I feel like you're saying that, but I, I also feel like the majority of good stories and running-based stories do feature a lot of poo. I'd like to hear some animal news. So what? The... what? Animal <laughs> news? Yeah. What sort of animal news are you up for? Like, oh, I don't know, uh, bears and like, hopefully there's people who are living in like America who see cool things out on the trails. Oh yeah, that'll be good. I've actually got a couple of American buddies. I'll send this, this their way. I've got the 10 junk miles dudes. They can send us some stories about things they've seen on the trails. Yeah, so yeah, some animal-based stuff, some food-based stuff. I don't know. I was so hungry, I ate X, Y, Z. Out of that same uh, carrier bag? Nah. No. Uh, uh, yeah. But also, we had we wanted to hear your um, questions. And like, if you've got, we were getting, it was like an agony on thing. We haven't actually given it a name yet, have we? No. Uh Oh, I thought of one. I think I wrote it in my phone. Oh, I thought of a good one too, but I've forgotten what it is. Oh, mine was around the idea of I've got 99 problems, but uh, something wasn't one. But then I couldn't think what that something was. I've got 99 problems, but asking Ali and Anna how I should cope with this problem that I've got in ultra running isn't one. It doesn't trip off the tongue. It's one not a rapper. Uh, I like it. Maybe we should take it offline. It up anyway, right? So send us an email if you've got any questions. If you're like, I don't know how to deal with this situation, whether or not it's I get dehydrated in races, I can't cope with the heat, my shoe feet swell up to the size of like clown's feet, or my boyfriend runs too much, I run too much, whatever it is, any problem that you've got, send it to us. Neither of us are qualified psychologists. No, there needs to be some sort of like medical caveat here as well. We have no qualifications in those fields. No absolutely nothing um all we can give is our opinion based on our own experience which is quite a lot when you stick us both together there is a lot of experience there actually thank you very much um so yeah please send in your um your questions and queries and problems and we'll try and solve your problems or at least give you some advice that might help you solve them or might make make it might make it worse what's that song yeah i got a problem i'll solve it if you got a problem yo i'll solve it Hold my bag while I poo in and fold it. Yeah. That's Ice Ice Baby by Vanilla Ice. But it's the yeah. doing a St. Bruce carry bag with it. Um, if you got a problem, yo, I solve it. I love it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. 
that's what we comes can call out. It ice, ice baby, because ice stands for in case of emergency, and it is an emergency. Oh. And also, we can't guarantee that we'll do them uh, every week. You might have to wait a couple of weeks to get the answer. To oh, you. yes. Yeah. If you've had a favourite feature on this podcast episode, congratulations. Uh, it's been You've a bit got this far, congratulations, to be honest. Exactly. Um, they won't necessarily be the same features every week. We're going to just surprise you. We're going to surprise you with some content that we get back. Yeah. So, yeah, please send us things and we'll, we'll share them. Um, cool. I feel like we should probably let these lovely people go. We should. But go on. now you finish listening to this, go and listen to the sound system. I'll put five songs on, Anna puts five songs on, and then we'll share it all on Instagram so people can put their own songs on, because that way at least there's some songs on it, right? Deal. And Pinky promised that neither of us will ever take off a song. We're not allowed to take off any songs. What if somebody puts, like, Rolf Harris on there or Gary Glitter? That's got to come off. Oh, if they're, yeah. If, or, yeah, anything like that. Lost you were going to say, or Lost Profits. That's what you were going to say. Yeah, yeah anything like that app is coming off. Okay? No. But, uh... Yeah, it'll be good. We'll put a link to it on the Instagram page. Yes. What's the Instagram handle? Instagram handle is at Ultra Sound System Pod. I don't. I was just testing. I know you were just testing. I didn't actually know. I had to pretend write it down to to say what it was. Um, Oh, that was fun, wasn't it? That was great. I'm going to go and take my snotty, horrible self off to bed for a nap. It's three o'clock in the afternoon and I've been up since three o'clock this morning. So I feel like it's probably bedtime. I'm going to take myself off to have lunch of cottage cheese on toast, which is a ultra runner's lunch of choice. Oh, have you ever had it with slices of banana on top? No, but Lorna's into this and she's going for, she's, she's talking about blueberries and blueberries are really nice. So I might have that. Well, you didn't know about blueberries until Lorna taught you. I knew about blueberries, but I didn't know about blueberries on cottage cheese. Lorna teaches me lots of things. Okay. Very grateful to Lorna. Very grateful. Maybe, maybe we ought to get Lorna on the podcast one week as well. Maybe, yeah. Then you'll find out what I'm really like on an ultra because she's seen all of it. Okay. Uh, I love you. Love you too. See you next week? Yeah, sure. Bye. Bye.